Hey, welcome to The Centre Podcast. We're a church based in Dural, Sydney, who love Jesus and want to share the message of hope that he brings for all people. We pray that you're blessed by this word and that it reveals God's love for you in a new way. Enjoy. Well, welcome everyone to another week of banter. It's a very exciting morning. As much as we commiserate the uh, absence of Mitch, we celebrate the presence of Mr. Brian Codrington. How are you doing this morning, mate? I'm very well <laughs> and all the better for seeing your smiling oh, face too, look, Murray. Mate, all of that will uh, get you very far. So yeah, good. we uh, had a uh, really great sermon yesterday, but first I want to kind of just touch base and chat. What have you been up to recently? What have you been watching? What have you been reading? What have you been listening to what's been going on in the life of brian in the life of brian um <laughs> yeah you could almost have a movie about that yeah you? i mean i'd buy a ticket yeah yeah, yeah good uh oh for me i suppose i've just been um i haven't been gorging um on the olympics but uh sorry the uh the commonwealth games but certainly taking the time um to uh, catch up with that some of the uh, different performances of uh of individual athletes and also our teams. Great. So we've been enjoying that. That's awesome. And what have been some highlights for you? Look, um, watching the netball, I mean, mm. I've been spurred on by my daughter to say I've been missing some of the best games of netball. Yeah, right. Particularly Australia um, in their loss to Jamaica in the, uh, on the, in the pool game on the way through. Yeah, right. And then obviously with them winning um, just last night, uh, oh, yeah. the, uh, the gold medal. Um, getting revenge, as they put it. So um, I, I think it's been it's been great to see and see the quality of that. Yeah. And to recognise that, um, you know, we could have some future Australian representatives coming through our own centre here. Absolutely. Playing their netball week by week. Absolutely. No, totally. And what is sort of usually a event in the Commonwealth Games that you don't have much time for? What's what's something that doesn't doesn't I mean, excite you? I don't know. Mate. <laughs> probably so- look. Probably rhythmic. Gymnastics <laughs> would be the one. Although we did get a gold medal in that, I noticed. I saw the highlights of that, and then I thought, man, this girl is very, very flexible. Um, and you know, I could understand the the ability mm. and see just the skill and the ability and For the sure. flexibility in that. Still didn't turn me on to want to go out there and try it. Let me tell you, yeah, that'd be a pretty yeah, yeah. awful look for everyone anyway. Wouldn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. It? yeah. No, I, I don't care how many coloured ribbons you give me. I don't <laughs> think I could make it look good. So uh, uh, that's all right. Is um, I, I assume most probably gymnastics are like under twenty anyway, aren't they? It's like probably missed my uh, my calling yeah, to be a rhythmic, right. yeah. rhythmic gymnast. I've probably missed it by a couple of years as well. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a few years ago, I was watching the Winter Olympics. It was actually quite a few years ago now. I was like maybe 19. And I'd grown up in a in a world that had told me I could be whatever I wanted to be. Yes. And I was watching the Winter Olympics and this guy won gold for the freestyle snowboarding. And he right. was 16. Yep. I said, you know, I've never been on a snowboard. <laughs> I think I may have missed missed my chance missed opportunity. to be an yeah. Olympic okay. snowboarder. And at yeah. that point, it's all downhill from there. Yeah. Literally downhill, yeah. isn't it? That's yeah, it. that's right. That's, that's the way the snowboards go. <laughs> so I really enjoyed this talk yesterday. And thank you again for the teaching. It was such yeah. a pleasure to sit under it. I think that one thing that um, really came out of it <clears throat> is you were so right in your observation of a 
real um, lack of demarcation of time. Everything mm. is sort of blurred mm. today, and I feel like there's mm. so often too many sort of things going on at once, too many plates spinning, too many, yep. you know, balls <laughs> up in the air. That's right. Um, and in all of this, it is a real challenge for us. Do you feel like um, that sort of demarcation of work and leisure that you used um, mm. is just indicative of from your observations a uh, technology is it a is it a cultural shift that's you know fr- from a world that expects more of people where do you kind of see it coming from look i think it's probably a mixture of that but i think um technology spurs that on because we are um we are able to be um accessible mm-hmm in so many different situations. Um, so people can contact us, we can contact them, mm. so our minds start to shift. Mm. And rather than thinking, oh, well, I'm doing this now, I'll, I'll chase that up or mm. follow that up, mm. you know, in, in the following days, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah, yeah, like, yeah. hey, there's no excuse for me not to do that now. Sure. And so technology um, <clears throat> leads us along. And I think there's also the increased expectation because now people are contactable mm. at all times that society often um, will expect that for example um, you know when when emails um, you know I can remember when they first came out you know mm. and 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 you would you know be sending off emails and you know you'd you'd expect a response from that in a day or two sure well you know there were even people within our center mm. um, within the offices of our centre, yeah. um, who will send an email <laughs> and then they'll walk around and say, did you get my email? Sure. Um, I haven't heard from you yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did you send the email? Oh, about 15 minutes ago. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like um, <clears throat> there is an expectation mm. that because technology is making something mm. now possible, mm. There's, there's really nothing that stands in the way mm. of the recipient of that making a response. Mm. And, um, and I don't know that that was there, um, you know, even 10 years ago. Yeah, and I think, like, that's really interesting because um, your observations of even within the same piece of technology, say email, mm. there being an increased expectation more and more for yeah. a faster reply. Yeah. And I even find myself, you know, I don't know if catching myself out is the right sort of turn of phrase but definitely i noticed myself apologizing for being a day late or two days late in responding to something even if it was sometimes something that i actually needed to think about a little bit you know yeah Um, i can relate to that completely yeah and so like that's even really fascinating about this inbuilt you know sort of need we feel to apologize when we fall short yeah. of this expectation yeah. Yeah. that's put on us and i suppose yeah i mean i don't uh i i don't know how we sort of sort of choose to intentionally not get caught up in that yeah. and at the same time not come across as rude yeah. <laughs> i think that's right but i think it's a sign of us as a increasingly impatient society mm. So we, um, you know, we expect to have a response from yeah. someone yeah. and to have a response uh, very quickly. Um, and, I mean, I'll use a weird example mm. from that um, about impatience. I mean, you know, you can um, put your name down to buy a brand new car, okay, yeah. <laughs> and you can wait nine months or 12 months for a car, a brand sure. new one, yeah, yeah. 
or you can choose because you're impatient to go and buy a second-hand one sure. and pay more money sure. for a second-hand car yeah, yeah, yeah. Than, than waiting for a new one. Totally. But it's, it's because we are now so impatient as people. Yeah. We want something and we want it now. It's all this instant gratification. Yeah. And I think that follows through into our expectations of people, not just in the way we want to consume goods and mm. services, mm. But even in the way we can approach our relationships with each other, mm. well, you know, I, I want you there now. I, 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 yeah. I want a response from you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and while we might not say that um, out aloud, mm. there is oftentimes that's the expectation that is the, or we feel that's the expectation totally. that is coming to us from others. Yeah. And I suppose like a lot of that comes back to who are we trying to impress? Mm. <laughs> like yeah. who are we trying to um, get affirmation from? I suppose I like yeah. think of the classic, you know, my only judge is Christ. You yes, know? Sure. And I think that that, yeah, it kind of comes back to a very core root of our need to, um, yeah, get get affirmation from people in, in moments where m- maybe it doesn't actually, you know, it's not actually that important. And yeah. I think maybe a, yeah, a real big challenge for me is, like, people-pleasing a yes. little bit. Yeah, that's right. But it's hard, right? right? You don't want to come that's across right. as rude, and it is no, more right. and more interpreted as rude. It was really interesting when you were talking about, uh, during your talk, this idea that, you know, um, a phone, an email, a, you know, I watch all of these things which have become... Uh, were originally supposed to be conveniences yes. have now become, I suppose, you know, onerous. Mm. Um, there's mm. this great quote from Yuval Noah Harari, who's this sort of sociologist, and he's written some really famous books, but he um, says he's, he's sort of a historian and he looks at how humanity and society has changed through history. And he has this great quote, which is, one of history's few iron laws is that luxuries tend to become necessities and to spawn new obligations. So once people get used to a certain luxury, they take it for granted. They then begin to count on it. <laughs> Finally, they reach a point where they can't live without it, which is really interesting in that way that, you know, email was originally created to make our lives easier. And now, as you said, there's an expectation to answer emails outside of hours mm-hmm. to, you mm-hmm. know, respond to things immediately in something that it just kind of completely shifts our expectations on what that is. Yeah, It's a challenge, right? To, it is because you also don't want to be oh you know but you know before there were iPhones people didn't blah 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 it's hard to be in the world but not of the world it is <laughs> it is and we do we do actually um, become increasingly expectant of um, a better lifestyle mm. you know well I had this and there's something within us that leads on to our desire to consume mm. and to improve ourselves which is not all necessarily bad, but mm. having said that, <clears throat> because we've had something in the past, as you, as you said, it might have been a luxury, but as soon as it breaks down, mm. um, you know, we'll want to replace it straight away. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm amazed even with, um, you know, phones, um, how regularly some people update their phones. Yeah, it's an expensive uh, sort of <coughs> thing, thing to do at the very least, you know, yeah. to constantly yeah. be upgrading it. And then, so I think in, in all of this, 
um, it, it comes back to being really intentional in these quadrants that, and I mean, you know, multiple people who I spoke to after the service kind of were brought up, oh, you know, I've been a bit too in quadrant one or, you know, maybe a bit too much in quadrant four. And I think that it is really interesting to break it up into this idea of urgent and important or not urgent and not yes. important and the yep. sort of, you know, yep. different combinations of those. Um, in that, I, th I suppose that the way we use technology, you kind of really challenged us as well. And how are we using it intentionally when we are in those different quadrants? So for me personally, I know I've been in a moment where, you know, I'm out to a, a meal with them yeah. and suddenly someone will text or call. Yeah. And yeah. for me, I think I also am quite guilty of if I don't do something when it's on my mind, I'll forget about it. Yep. So yep. I'm like, oh, yep. let me quickly do this. Let me quickly do that. And it's kind of pulling me from one quadrant into another. Um, and yeah, kind of being intentional about the way we use those technologies is a, mm. a really good challenge. And you, you kind of even gave us a challenge, maybe switching off technology yes, sometimes right. or even adjusting the notifications on things. Yep. Yep. Um, it's a really, really good challenge. So I want to talk more about these quadrants. I want to talk more about sort of each individually uh, and then how that can kind of look holistically. I think one thing that um, you would definitely agree with me on, definitely, I'm going to put words in your mouth, yeah. um, is that sometimes you do need to be in quadrant one, right? There are times yeah, definitely. when there yep. is an yep. emergency that well, needs to be addressed. Well, there's urgent work and, yes. and that you know, you've got a deadline. For sure. That's it. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's what your work demands and you want to deliver. Yeah. You're being paid to deliver that in yeah. the workplace. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, you want to give um, good service. Well, that's obviously um, urgent and it's, in, and it's important mm. because, you know, the call on your life is to fulfill that responsibility to your employer, even if you're self-employed to your clients or yeah. whatever. Yeah, you're needing to deliver mm. in quadrant one. So mm. that's, you know, that's that important and, and urgent yeah. aspect of it. For sure. Um, and obviously the, the danger is that we become um, so attuned to taking on more and more work mm -hmm. that more of our time mm. um, is going to be engaged in quadrant one. And that is like a really interesting point. I think that um, there is something about having a sense of urgency yes. that although <laughs> probably isn't great for your own health, <laughs> yeah, yeah. probably isn't great for, you know, people who you're closest to, um, it can sort of be a unhealthy way to be more efficient, right? Like if you're constantly living in quadrant run one yeah, and yeah. sort of running in fifth gear all the time, yeah, yeah. you probably will, you know, be more productive in, in inverted commas. And I think that's right. I think that's right, Murray. I think there's there's uh, such a thing as a, as a good anxiety in a way mm. um, or a good pressure. Mm. Um, if it's... If it's um, if it's managed well, mm. I know I work better mm. under deadlines and under pressure. Um, I'm, I'm that type of person. So, mm. you know, if I've got a deadline to work towards, I will, you know, okay, I'll keep on going until mm. it's it's delivered. Yeah. Um, and there's something within me that rises to that challenge mm. to get it done. Mm. Um, but what I've also realised is that I can take on too many tasks mm. and then that pressure can build up in, in a way that it becomes a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It becomes yeah. a lifestyle rather than a season. Yeah. And, and I, think, um, I think we can manage, mm. um, you know, times in quadrant one yeah. where it's for a season. 
Sure. Because we all come into seasons of life when we're yeah. when we're pressured. You know, yeah. unexpected things happen. Sure. And we respond and we can we can manage that. Yeah. But if that becomes habitual, um, well we you know, we're destined for burnout. Mm. Yeah. And it's really interesting, he doesn't necessarily use this exact language. Um, but Eugene Peterson in his book The Contemplative Pastor right. talks about this idea that if you, um, <laughs> he actually talks about the, um, forget the exact word, but let's say the, the holy calendar, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So essentially, you know, if somebody says, oh, hey, can we, you know, meet up to talk about this program or this ministry or whatever? And you say, oh, like I was really hoping to pray during yeah, that time yeah, or I was okay. really wanting yeah, to yeah. read my read my Bible or whatever. Yeah, yeah, sure. People are like, well, like, move it. Yes, Do you know what I right. mean? That's right. Whereas if you schedule that time in your yes. day, which is what you were talking yeah, about, yes, right, with exactly. the rocks, like yeah. if you say, okay, cool, from 10 yeah. to 11, yeah. you know, whatever it is in your lunch break or at the end of the day or in the morning, like yeah. this is my quiet time. Yes. Um, you know, people actually probably aren't going to argue with you if you go, oh, let me check my calendar. Oh, sure. I'm busy at that time. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Which is, you know, kind of a sneaky, but still, I think, yeah. you yeah. know, fair way to prioritize that time. But what he then goes on to say is then when you create those little pockets of time, it actually creates wiggle room for you to then when there really is, you know, yes. suddenly there's been a death. Suddenly, there's sure. been, you know, there That's really right. are those urgent moments that are genuinely important as well yes, that's right to then you have the capacity you know that's you're right. not running on empty that's to right. then step into those moments and i think that that's a really interesting thing that if you are just constantly almost autopilot in quadrant one yes that's right um you will have no capacity for if something else comes up yeah um yeah. i think that's a really a good challenge for me. Yes. Um, and then we kind of, when we're looking at, and, and I suppose just for anybody who, you know, wants to just quickly be reminded. So um, with the four quadrants, quadrant one is important and urgent. And urgent. That's so right. it's those necessity, yes. those crisis That's moments. Right. Yep. And then as we move into quadrant two, it's those important, yeah. but not urgent. That's and right. that's where you said we've got the most effectiveness. Most effectiveness, but that's the one that is so often missed. Mm. Um, you know, because we respond to the important urgent. Yeah. We can get dragged into the um, the non-important um, mm. urgent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where, you know, people will be kind of coming to see us or we'll get these um, emails that are built up that they're not necessarily, like we were talking before. Sure, yeah, yeah. About when we respond to emails, there'll be emails that are not time-constricted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we can get dragged into those. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, the non-important and non-urgent mm. Um, you know, we tend to get into that for the trivial and, you know, wasting time yeah, or, yeah, yeah. you know, social media or whatever. And the one that is left mm. undone is that quadrant two. Yeah. That totally. important non-urgent. Yeah. And I think that, like, the other thing which is interesting is I think a lot of people can probably identify when they're in quadrant one. Yes. That's <laughs> and right. I think a lot of people can probably identify when they're in quadrant four, which was not important yes. and not urgent. That's right. When yes. they're just wasting time. Yep. You, you use the example of even excessive relaxation, yep. you know, gossip, avoidance yep. activities. You know, I think sure, we all sure. like to procrastinate at times. Yep, exactly. Um, but I think this, this quadrant three for me is mm, one mm, that is mm. 
you know, we, we kind of spoke, sometimes maybe you do need to be in quadrant one. Like it yeah, really yeah, is the right sure, place to sure. be in for that moment, that season. Yes. The quadrant three, the, the needless interruptions, the unnecessary reports, the irrelevant meetings, other people's minor issues. I feel like for me personally, that's the hardest one to not be aware that I'm in, you know, to yeah. get caught up in the, the urgency of it. That's wrong. <laughs> but it's actually not important. Yeah. How, um, in your mind, do we... Um, be aware maybe of when we're in this moment where it's both where it's where it's feels urgent but it's not important yeah sure i think um probably the best test is can i delegate anything Mm. in there i mean another way to look at the quadrants is to say that quadrant one is the things we do Mm -hmm. quadrant two is the things that we should be involved in planning or be engaged in planning Mm. for the future Quadrant three are the things that we can delegate, mm-hmm. we should be able to delegate, mm-hmm. and quadrant four is the things that we should eliminate. Sure. Okay, because yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they don't need to be a part of our lives yeah, yeah, in a yeah. way. Yeah. Um, so if we come back to quadrant three, mm. which are the things that I could delegate, mm-hmm. um, which is trying to free up you know my time, mm. because so often quadrant three will pick up bits of that and we'll think they're really quadrant one. We'll think they're both exactly. important and urgent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we can get conned. Yeah. And so I suppose the, the, the test for us is, is there something that I'm now doing that in my, if, if I'm at work, mm. that I can actually delegate to someone else mm. and trust them to do that job mm. and to train someone up to do the job? Yeah. Um, even in terms of um, us in church and ministries, mm. um, is this an opportunity for um, for us as pastors mm. or as leaders of our different ministry groups to raise up new people mm. to share the load mm. and to do things mm. there that are mm. going to just shed the load, uh, mm. spe- um, spread the load, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and allow me to get on with um, these things that. I have the gifts to be able to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this would be one of the, the, the tests for me. For sure. Um, you know, can I delegate it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I can't delegate it, um, does that mean that I need to find someone that can be trained Yeah. Um, in that role? And, I, I mean, I think <clears throat> maybe the other thing is even as much as quadrant four is eliminate, maybe quadrant three is delegate or eliminate yeah. like maybe yeah, sure. there's some things that are over bureaucratical maybe there's yes, you know some right. systems that if you spent some time in quadrant two yes you go right. oh actually yeah, like right. we can we can avoid quadrant three by doing this and kind yeah. of that planning i feel like uh, there's to avoid being in quadrant one and quadrant four unnecessarily yes it maybe requires a little bit more of awareness in the moment yeah where you can immediately kind of get out of it you yeah, know i think right. you you're like oh i've just been on that app or you know been maybe gossiping or whatever it is sure, for a, sure. a bit too long okay yeah let's literally step up and walk out of this situation right. and likewise right. maybe in quadrant one it's about slowing down a bit and being like, okay, actually just take a breath. I don't need to be here. Yep. But quadrant three, I think that's why for me, I find it's very easy to get stuck in because yes. it almost in the moment is a lot harder to get out of. Yes. And that's why it's that right. quadrant two, like you said, that planning is so important. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. No, so good. Yep. So I think in all of this, I'd like to really look at, cause you spoke about seasons as yes, well. Yep. Um, and I suppose there are those seasons that are going to be requiring you to be in those different quadrants. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're sort of in those moments of, of 
you know, quiet reflection. What do you um, sort of, I suppose when you're looking at a different season, how do you redefine <coughs> this next season? So we're in this moment where self-reflecting, we're in quadrant two, yes. and we're aware of a new season in our life, whatever that might yep. be. Yep. What are some things um, to figure out how we should then be, I suppose, moving forward in that new season? What would be some questions that you're asking yourself to be in this new season of life? How can I be ensuring that I'm working effectively and pruning my time in the right way? Yeah, that's a good question, because if we're involved in in a ministry or even if we're involved in our work situation, as most of obviously our, our listeners will be, um, it's it's thinking about, OK, well, I don't want to leave um, I don't want to obviously leave my existing employer or mm. this particular project I'm yeah. working on in the lurch, so to speak. Sure. So how can I effectively, um, you know, cover that off? How mm. can I close that out? Mm. Either bring that to an end, mm. a healthy end, mm. um, if that particular season, if that particular project or, or um, involvement has run its course, how do I end that well? Or how do I raise someone up to carry on that work and mm. to ensure that they're equipped? So for me, it's it's looking at if if I'm going to move into a new season, mm-hmm. you know, how do I close well this season that I've come it's out good. of? It's really good. You know, because otherwise you 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 move on and and all the time that you've invested in this particular aspect may well be wasted mm. unless someone is raised up mm. to, to move on in that way. So, um, so that'd be the first thing I'd look at, and then, and then the second thing moving forward is to say, okay, well, what now? You know, what, am I convinced that this is a new season? Mm. Number one, mm. how, how, what have, what's God been saying to me, or mm. what, what have others been saying to me to encourage me that there is another opportunity to mm. move into? Yeah, yeah. Am I convinced this is a way to go? Mm. And then, what needs to be put in place to to move into that effectively? Mm. Um, how can I do that? What resources are needed? Um, yeah. What resources are my time? And mm. am I going to have those time resources mm. um, by stepping out of the old season, if you know what I mean? Sure. Because, you know, <clears throat> we can't just keep on adding on. Yeah. You know, there might be a new and exciting season that we're wanting to move into, but unless we're going to free up time by, you know, closing what we've already been yeah, engaged yeah. in. Yeah. Um, we are just going to add more into what effectively would be a quadrant one. Sure. All of a sudden. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Potentially. Sure. No, that's so good. And I think I, I want to ask a little bit of a, um, maybe not divisive, but a challenging question. Mm. Um, because obviously, as I previously mentioned, one thing in our quadrant four mm. is excessive relaxation. Mm. <clears throat> mm. And this, this for me, <laughs> is a really interesting thing because I think... Um, Obviously, even as a church, yes. one of our core values is rest. Rest, yeah. So I don't yeah, think anyone right. is <clears throat> suggesting rest isn't important. Um, what, what, what does excessive relaxation look like to you? And I suppose I'd like to add that with a little caveat of it's interesting when you look at scripture. Yes. And this idea of Sabbath is really important. It is, yeah. That's right. We kind of get two Sabbaths. Like we get a Saturday yeah. and a Sunday, don't we? <laughs> yeah. So, in, yeah, well, in, not if you're a pastor because you're sure, working, aren't you? you sure, know? sure, sure. But it is like for, for most people living in Australia. Yes. 
you get two you get two days of relaxation yeah, technically yeah, yeah, you know there, right, there might be right. some parents with young yes, children sure, or some sure. people who who yeah. disagree with that but yeah what what does excessive relaxation look like is there something informative about the way that we see god creating a day in seven and now we suddenly have two days i know a lot of people may be feeling like it's maybe still not enough yeah, no i yeah, would I'm argue sure. that yeah yeah good what, what, so what you're wanting to take a day off yeah, yeah, I don't know. A day like, off them, eh? Well, you were talking about a three-day week, you know. Yeah, well, that's what, that, that's that what they nice. were telling us um, yeah, yeah, years yeah. ago. I reckon we should have four Sabbath days. But yeah. what, what do well, you kind of think excessive relaxation looks like? And, um, yeah, what, 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 are, what are your thoughts on that in a modern setting um, in comparison to the biblical view of relaxation and rest that God gives us? Yeah, and, that, and that's an interesting question, and I'm not sure that I've got the right answers <laughs> with that. Um, Except to say, I mean, for me, excessive relaxation would be things like complete idleness or laziness or relaxing without having, um, let's say, any real purpose about that. Now, mm. that sounds a bit stupid because, you know, do you need a purpose to relax? Um, what I'm getting at is I, I think times of relaxation, clearing your mind, just lying in the sun and enjoying creation – that is really regeneration in many mm. ways. Mm. I suppose it depends on how you're made. I couldn't do that for probably any more than about an hour. Sure. Okay. Sure. Um, you know, because I, I'm, I tend to be an activist. And I think it would come down to individual personalities in a way. For me, relaxing is um, going for a walk. I might yeah. be going for a drive. It will be clearing my mind of those things that normally occupy my time mm. and my energies mm. in a way that recharges me. In other words, it gets me mm. out of out of the usual mm -hmm. and it probably disengages my brain from the usual things that switch on. Sure. That's not to say I won't think about them when I'm walking. Sure. Oftentimes, you know, as <clears> I'm as I'm engaged in some kind of recreation, even if it's in full driving, outback, you know, you've got a whole lot of time to think about life in a different way mm -hmm. without the usual stimuli yeah. that kind of keep on bombarding our brain yeah. you know so excessive I haven't answered the question because I really don't know the answer to that mm. um, you know except for I suppose for me excessive relaxation could well be an excuse for idleness sure. and laziness mm. and um Notwithstanding the fact that we we do need to have time just to be silent, mm. be quiet, mm. and to enjoy creation, mm. you know, it's good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, and I think that there's so much to say for um, intentional rest, yeah. right? Yeah. Because that, that's that's what most of four actually ends up being. Like mm. these these that's right. moments. I know I I catch myself out sometimes <clears throat> in the evening, even you know. Um, I sort of have these two options, right? I could like read some Bible yes. or I could, you know, scroll on social media. Yes. I, I feel so much more rested if I've like read the word of God right. for an hour yes. <laughs> rather than scrolled mindlessly on, on a, you yeah. know, Instagram yeah. or whatever yeah. for an hour. Um, it really is, I think, something that we're continuing to be more aware of yeah. that yeah. being, say, on social media is not resting 
your brain. No, not at all. <laughs> and no. quite often, probably not resting your heart either. Sure, sure. You know, because these AI sort of algorithms know that people are going to interact with things that make them angry, <laughs> things that scare them, yeah, yeah, things yeah. that make them sad. You know, yeah, like yeah, these are yeah. the things that, because ultimately they don't, they're just dumb robots that essentially their only job is to make people interact, whether it's, you know, literally reacting a like or a heart or an angry yeah, emoji yeah, yeah. or commenting. Yeah. And if there's something that you strongly disagree with that makes you angry that, you know, you might want to argue about in the comment section, that's a lot more likely that the AI has then done its job of, yes, I got this person to engage. So it really is, you know, we, we know designed this way to exacerbate and antagonize so often. And I think, you know, ultimately that cannot be holistic rest. Right. <laughs> well, Murray, I don't really get onto social media. So you're telling me stuff that, you know, I, I, I just know, right? I know yeah, you're good. a massive TikTok influencer. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah I good, know. yeah, good, yeah. Well, look, as we kind of, um, yeah, wrap up this sort of theme of pruning our time, were yeah. there any kind of closing thoughts that you had? Um, I know that you sort of gave this challenge of people of what aspects of my time in life do I need to prune now? Yeah. What are you, any, any sort of last thoughts or final words on pruning time? I suppose in, in many ways, um, you know, if we're going to be pruning time, um, what are we going to do to replace the time? You know, what, what are we going to invest ourselves in? Um, you know, one of the reasons I, I've, I've loved the writing of Stephen Covey is that, you know, he talks about being proactive and, you know, then, um, you know, um, seeking first to, to, to understand and then to be understood. And, and then he goes into begin with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we're... Um, when we're thinking about our time and using our time well, what where is it that God's leading us? Um, what is it that God wants us to do with our time? Mm. Because um, time is an incredibly wonderful gift. And um, mm. I don't want to sound like I'm ancient, but um, I've realised how quickly it goes. Mm. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, um, I, I look back... I think I was sharing, you know, um, you know, last Friday just in our in our kind of team meeting, that you know I can remember um, probably in the mid 1980s, mm -hmm. um, thinking about what it was going to be like at the turn of the century, yeah, in the year 2000. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Sydney Olympics are going to be on. Yeah, you know, what will life be like then? And I look back now and I think Sydney Olympics are distant memory. <laughs> That's 22 years ago. Yeah. And I do not know where that time has gone. Mm. And, you know, I look at the changes in our own family and, mm. you know, um, you know, kids that have been born and now moved out and established and engaged. Now having their own kids. And, and yeah, having their <laughs> own kids. And you think, man, time is so short, mm. you know. Um, it, is, it is really just a breath and it's mm. gone in, in many ways. <clears throat> so the challenge is to use time well mm. um, and not to waste it because mm. I want my life to count. Mm. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure I know, I know everyone here listening to this will want their life to count in a way. Mm. So how can we make it count? Listening to God, mm. um, hearing his voice, um, being obedient and concentrating on those things that God has for us. So what are those things? Well, that's when I come back to one of the things Stephen Covey wrote about was begin with the end in mind. What is it that mm. God's called us, mm. called me to do? What is this mission that I have in my life? 
and if this is what God has called me to do, how can I be focused now on pursuing that? Mm -hmm. What steps do I have to put in place now with the time I've got now if I want to be effective? Quadrant two, how, how do I spend time now? You know, seeking God, making sure I'm well planned and well planted um, to move in to these times of effectiveness. Mm, it's so good. And I, yeah, I suppose just as you were kind of talking about that, I was thinking about how recently I was going back just through the creation story in Genesis and the very first day God separates light from darkness, yeah, that's right. yeah. you know, kind of creates evening and day yeah. and this idea that in chaos, in, you know, complete disorder, the first thing that God kind of, you know, um, mm. starts to order is time itself. That's right. And that's I think right. as people who are made in the likeness and image of God, yeah. that is then our, in part, commission to be good stewards yeah, and right. good organizers yeah. and orderers yeah. of the time that God has given us. Yeah. So. And, and workers too. I mean, it was even before the fall, you know, some people think it was after the fall that, you know, men had to work. But it was before that that God placed man in the garden to tend it and to work. It, mm, mm. Um, you know, and so it's it's there that this is God's plan for us is mm. to find fulfilment yeah. in being about His business yeah. and being engaged to to be all He's created us to be, mm. and that's an amazing privilege. Amen, amen. Well, Brian, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm sure that yeah, those listening have gotten a lot out of us just unpacking those four quadrants uh, a bit more. There's a lot there isn't there there is Murray and thank you for the privilege of sharing this microphone <laughs> with you no always always a pleasure well we um, as always at the uh, end of an episode of banter give a bit of a sneak peek on next week so okay. I can I have the privilege of doing that because I am speaking next oh, week oh well I'll look so, forward to that so we're doing uh, pruning expectations which should be okay. very interesting so I've been very uh, fascinated with the characters of uh, John and James the sons of Zebedee yeah, at the okay, moment okay. and the expectations that them and maybe even their mother their had. Their mother, I'm sure. <laughs> so I'm going to explore that and a Just watch bit. the expectations you have for little George. Yeah, that's you? it. Yeah, yeah. That's just it. pull them back a bit. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Be careful. Be careful of those expectations. So we'll be looking forward to that and uh, look forward to seeing you all this Sunday. Thanks again for joining us, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to help others discover this channel. Check out the description if you want to find out more or get in touch with us at the Centre Dural. But in the meantime, praying for God's hand over you as you continue to step into everything Jesus has in store for your life. Be blessed.